0: Then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't don't worry too much. Uh, that's the uh, everybody's uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others on. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey. My name is Mickey, and my name is Sam, and we are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with a law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. HUDS says hi. <laughs> hudson is here. sam's dog hudsey just what is the word pushed below his way into the office um so that was him finding a nice seat while we record this lovely introduction um yeah just i don't know i want like want to give everybody a little tiny bit of an update on what's going on with Tell us. us what's going on i'm still on set yeah <laughs> it's like i mean i'm fortunate in that we get we get weekends off during this mm-hmm. shoot which is not Always a common thing. This spider. It's really fast. <laughs> it's it's tiny. It's really tiny. And I don't want to kill it, but it's climbed up my arm three times. I'm like, You have to look up it what the meaning really, is. Really I should look that up. Ooh, it's such a creepy feeling. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. A tiny little spider. Tiny little spider that's crawled up my arm three times since I've been trying to set up this episode. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Get like shivers all over my body. Um so yes, we are recording this at eight thirty on Sunday night because it's my only time, and this episode doesn't come out for another week. But I don't have any other time to record it before I am doing twelve hour days. And you're about to finish your last week. Yes, we have we ha- on paper we have four days left. Okay, but like if something doesn't go right, yes. then we'll be it'll be at least five, and then it could go into the next week. But we're oh. like they're really pushing to be done on thursday cool yeah wow. so that's exciting yeah um yeah and it's still been going really well i felt like i was really hitting my stride yeah last week like it ended on a really really good note good um and uh the director and assistant director like thanked me for doing um, a good job at wow. the end of the day i know which was huge because they're like busy they well, and they're like like they know things. Yeah. <laughs> like, the director has been in the industry for 38 years and yeah. the assistant director has been doing it for 40. Yeah. So, you know, like they've, they've seen some things, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, it's been, like I said, said in the last update episode, it's been a steep learning curve. Uh, but it's been really, really enjoyable and I'm, I'm looking forward to going back. I'm sad because both the boys are sick right now. Yeah. Both George and Charles. And it's like, so it's mucusy up in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, graphic. it's um, so gross. Like, they'll just be talking and they don't really know how to cold. Like, they don't, they don't understand know how, to, doing. how to do it. So, like, they don't. they'll they be talking. and It'll be like a cat sneeze. And, like, and then, like, you look over and it's like <laughs> Niagara Falls on their face. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and they don't know how to clean it up. Like, they don't know what to do. Right, so they're like they'll just be playing and they just like use their arms. So then you look over and it's like all over their chest, all over their, <laughs> Why their hands. Why are we Because <laughs> it's like it's like my first time really dealing with sick kids, if that makes sense. Like COVID, right? Because like they been weren't quarantine their entire lives. Yeah, so it's like my first time, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. Like you forget that you have to teach someone how to be sick like these are tissues <laughs> yeah this is what you wipe your face with you know like they don't get it george is getting better at it but charlie just does not get we it we
1: give tissues like when you're away george's face was exploding we gave him tissues and he "bay these are working" i'm like <laughs> "what?" "the tissues are working" i'm like "what do you mean they're working" like cuz i'm thinking like what is he saying yeah He's like, they're really working. They're really working. Like helping his they're face? They're really helping his face. I'm like, Aww. you mean like they're... They make you feel better. They're like helping your face? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Like he was, he kept saying it. Daddy, these are these <laughs> tissues. Whoever invented tissues? That's his reaction. His reaction was like, these
0: are genius. <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah. Oh, see, and this is the part of it. Like, there's mom guilt associated here. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I just put them to bed and they're both like, (sighs) and I'm like, oh, God. Like, and I have to say, like, I don't even, like, normally I say, okay, I'll see you in the morning. But, like, I won't. I won't see them until the end of the week. Yeah. So, it's just like... I just feel so terrible, Mm. you know, I'm like, I'm supposed to be the mummy that you, you feel sick and you crawl into my lap and I cuddle you and you feel better, yeah, you know, and I can't do that.
1: Like, yes, but for some reason, this cold is not knocking them down. No, I
0: I think it's a a gentle one.
1: Yeah. They've been running around like, can we go outside? Like, they're still screaming. They're still fighting. They're still like, (laughs) what cold?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. They're not. It's true. But they're not, I don't know. it's not. I agree, agree with, with you. guilt is I, settling in.
1: I understand. Like you want to, yeah. and I'd want to, as a mom, I'd want to be here just to yeah. be like, have they had their medicine? Yet? Right,
0: right. Are they drinking fluid? Like <laughs> they, I would, yeah. One these? Are they embedded a certain time? Yeah, yeah I'd want to have
1: more control. Um, yeah, yeah. But luckily, they're not.
0: They're okay. They're really okay. Yeah, George is gonna stay home from school tomorrow, and hopefully, it gets better. But. yeah yeah, maybe. so that's that's my little my little mini update. Things are going well with school. I'm You're mom and sick kids mom. right now. I know it's weird, <laughs> like always pregnant and talking about my kids. Um, yeah. So and yeah, pregnancy is going well. I am currently 22 weeks, which is Ooh. fun. So over halfway, which is really nice. Guess what I've been doing? What while are you you've been doing?
1: Doing your thing. What's up? I have been really enjoying this office to myself. (laughs) It's so good.
0: Sam says to me as we sit down to record that she's like, I have to tell you how much (laughs) I love that you're not here. Like, (laughs) Awesome. Uh, That is awesome. But, like, from, I know, but, like, from even from a human design standpoint, the the, 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 the generator Mm. just gets to, like, Mm. give her uninterrupted in here. It's juicy. It's so good. It's so good to have
1: this. She's realizing how much I bother her. I have this massive to do list and I could just get it done. Like, I just, and no one bothers you. Tackle it. It's so good. It's been ten hours in here. You've got
0: another week of this. Oh, it's so good. And then I come back and take this space back.
1: I have been doing work in here which includes website designing.
0: Yes. This is a new thing for Sam.
1: I love it. Yeah. So much. Doesn't surprise me. It's design. I love it so much. Make
0: things pretty. And I'm like, at it. and you've done how many give websites? Me your website.
1: Now? If you yeah. have an ugly website that you're just like, oh my God, I can't, it's functioning. It has all the bits and pieces it needs, but like visually, it's just like, Jesus, I will help you. <laughs>
0: Sam is officially offering her <laughs> services.
1: Like, I loved it so
0: much. Like, it, I can't. Sam's working on our dear friend, Skylar. What? You Skylar. Right yeah, we talk about her often on the show. You can go back and listen to I'm episodes her. I'm doing her website right now.
1: Sam's fixing it. I'm so happy.
0: She <laughs> <laughs> <It> makes <laughs> me so happy. She, you literally got up or like was dreaming about it overnight and got up dreaming. first thing in the morning and you're like, I need to finish this now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I wake up in the morning and my body is like, get downstairs. Yeah. Do that website. and yeah, oh. just like chomping up a bit. Very generator of you. I love it. Give me your ugly website. DM us. Send I will us a DM. make it pretty. It will help you. I will transform it into uh, a beautiful page.
0: Yes, there's that. Oh, and we celebrated Mason's birthday. Yes. Which was really How nice. How did we forget? So this comes out a week after his birthday. Yes. Um, but we did celebrate his birthday this past weekend, and it was really fun. Yeah. We went to what's known as the county, but it's Prince Edward County. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it turned into this like hub for sweet Hoppin. restaurants and shops and it's really really beautiful just outside of Toronto Toronto's found it and it shows yeah uh there's a while there where we would go and visit this part of the world and Toronto hadn't found out about it yet but now they know and there's no turning back <laughs> yeah so it's great though because it's being influenced the the higher end restaurant culture is being in, influenced in that area and it's it was really lovely we went to it. Seven six. restaurants. Six yeah, seven including one in Kingston. But yeah. six restaurants. It was just lovely. Like, yeah. Bouncing around and Mason had a really great time and yeah. it was really nice to celebrate him that way. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. And we got to drive our cars. Yeah, we drove our night Mason drove his
1: his car. Camaro and Sam. And I drove my well, I didn't drive it, Nick did.
0: Yeah. Drove Monica. Yeah. Sam's manifested fancy car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, so it's been really lovely. It's Mm -hmm. been a, you know, a hot second since we've been on here. But it's been, it's been a, for me, it's been like a nice kind of break. Because I just, I I leave the house when it's dark. And then I go into a studio where it's dark. (laughs) I go outside because where you pee is the trailer outside. So I go outside to pee. And then I'm like, oh, there's the sun. Oh, there's the sun. Oh, the sun's gone. Like, that's <laughs> kind of it. Uh, so it's been really nice. Like, I came into the office today and looked at Sam. I was like, wow, our property's, like, really nice during the day. <laughs> it's like, look at the daylight. Because I'd just seen it at, at night. Yeah. Like, I, I leave when it's dark. I come home when it's dark. Um. But, yeah. So it's been a really nice little, little blip, little change. But... Our phone's lighting. Up. Well, I know it's we're very busy and important. okay. Um, so we should get into it. We should talk about our guest that is on the show today. Um, <clears throat> her name is Halai Farouk. and uh, her we get into this obviously in the show, but her podcast manager reached out to us and we didn't know who she was, but we looked into her and her stuff and it was like, whoa, like, I really enjoy her approach. Of yes. this like feminine, feminine, a uh, feminine approach to everything technically. Right. Cause she has experience in, uh, in, in the doing and the masculine and the, yes. right. And that's what a lot of us operate from. It's like where, where the culture celebrates your motives or your, your direction. It's in that masculine do, do, do energy. Yes. Um, but let me introduce you to her. So Halai Farouk is a certified feminine spirituality coach, NLP practitioner, authentic, relating and circling facilitator with a background in behavioral psychology. She works with women who want to claim their true feminine power and naturally attract more love and abundance into their lives. Her journey started when she left corporate America in 2016. This is feels like a common theme on our theme on our show. Yeah. <laughs> People are like living the dream and corporate life is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, until then her entire life was driven by the doing She was overworked, uninspired, and devalued. She had presumably done everything right to get herself to this level of success, only to arrive and think, now what? Is this really it? She spent the next year of her life traveling the world in hopes of finding what was missing. She thought she was on the quest to discover her purpose, what was she supposed to be doing, but ended up finding something far greater. She found how to feel the fullness in simply being, how to recognize and own her full-body yes and no, how to release the shoulds and align with her soul's highest path, how to be a magnet for love, money, and abundance, how to feel radiantly alive, and how to be love. Since mastering the art of feminine spirituality, she's helped hundreds of high-achieving women sync with their intuitive body, gain clarity on their personal truth, and finally receive the love and life of their dreams so lovely right yeah i know
1: i feel like i don't need to say anything <laughs> it's like, and there's a
0: lie. enjoy right like, um yeah
1: what what could i add to that that sounds beautiful i want to know more yeah you know exactly
0: it's just and it was it was very obvious in speaking with her like i felt like she really embodies this calm i agree centered person you know when you speak to
1: people we've spoken to people like this in the past where it just kind of comes from them does this make sense in what i'm trying to say like Like naturally yes like you ask them a question and they just have the like aligned
0: channel to answer yeah yeah. it's so
1: in tune with what they've been yeah like she's really in her authenticity she's really in her what she's meant to be doing and yeah it shows shows. exactly
0: yeah we've had multiple guests on the show where you're just like oh you've done the work yeah (laughs) oh look at you (laughs) Mm -hmm. you've been around the block with this a couple times and it's it feels like you said authentic and sort of full of ease And like effortlessness Mm -hmm. you know like it's just effortless um So if you want to get to know Halai more, uh, all of her information is obviously going to be in the show notes, um, but you can visit her website at halai.co. She has a free resource library. Uh, You can get access to her one-on-one coaching and uh, she's got courses and so much more. And as a special thank you, you can claim uh, she has a mini feminine magnetism five-day crash course and you can get it for free. Mm. So you can use the link in the show notes and get to know her a little bit more and uh, what she has to offer um so one note i will say to remember when listening to this episode uh the internet is a little bit choppy uh our editor will will do the best he can um but you know this show is done from our house on wolf island so you know being so rural our internet can kind of go in and out but will does a pretty good job of stitching it all together so we just ask for your understanding and patience there uh and as we near the end here we do want to remind you that our course is next week yeah (laughs) next week (laughs) next week so if you haven't signed up take a poke around like poke around on our website and see if it's if it's gonna fit for you um but we think it's gonna be really amazing yeah Scratch that. We know it's going to be really amazing. Yeah. It's going um, to be very juicy it's, and dense and, and rich. That yeah. like, There's a lot that we're going to cover. Yes, in three days, um, it's three years worth of three years. It's three years of discovery <laughs> of teacher learning. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's it's well, we're launching it uh, on purpose simultaneously with our three year anniversary. So like, we're yeah. this is up to the minute like, this is what we've learned in three years. And the cool part about it is, you know, we know this is ever evolving. We know this is like, you know, we were going to call it, this is what we know so far, because it will eventually change or evolve or at least be added to. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's something that obviously has been kind of a long time coming. We did something similar to it in May. Um, and it was a live in-person event, but this is going to be Uh, online so you can access it anywhere in the world which is really fun Uh, and uh, we decide to break it down Um, we break manifestation down into three three areas three days Uh, the first one being how it works on a quantum level the second one being uh, what the steps are to manifestation like kind of how to use it and then the third day is what to do when you experience contrast so like how to use it not just in theory but in practice and experience particularly when life happens mm-hmm. and you are thrown a curveball and you're like okay this is great like on paper but like how do i what do i do when shit goes down yeah uh yeah so you have access to this course uh we've we're launching it for 111 and it's next week yeah it's really next exciting week. It'll be in person, so if you can be there for the live events, that's great. It if you can't, yeah. we are—it's recorded, so you can have access to it uh, when the course is over. Um, but yeah, we're we're really really excited to teach in person in that way and have you have access to us, so you can ask questions. You can ask questions, yeah, and see uh, <clears throat> see if see if something that's important to me that I want to reiterate here is that everyone manifests a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. so if something doesn't work for you or you want tips or tricks or whatever like Sam and I after three years are such a rich resource for resources Yeah. right like we have we've we've accumulated this library of books, courses, teachers like whatever it is that you need to support you on your journey you can ask us on the spot and we can help you yeah so and that benefits whoever else is in the course as well right? right so like take advantage of that you right. know, like if we were so this is if you if we break it down, if you were to do a coaching call with us, which is what we were doing for a while, and we kind of you know let that go. um but if you were, you'd have to pay twice this much for one hour. Mm-hmm. but you're getting this for probably minimum three hours, both of us, yeah, all of the information, yeah, it's like a fraction, really. It's of- a very small fraction, yeah, but it's because it's with a group, right but like think about it that way like you know for the amount of time and money we've we've sunk into books and courses like dear lord this is a steal yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) so thought it was important to mention that Uh, but yeah we hope to we hope we really genuinely hope to see you in there and help you on Mm. your manifestation journey yeah Uh, I think that's all I have to say okay is there anything else you want to
1: add no I think I'm good. Sweet. I'm looking forward to for you listener to
0: hear from Hawaii. Yeah. I it's going to be it's such a good conversation. Mm-hmm. It's very uh what's the word? Like I love when we have these guests on and you just kind of sit around that person and you just kind of uh, inhale their energy mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, "Ooh, yeah." Mm-hmm. I love this This authentic, genuine ease and flow of balanced feminine energy. That's Mm -hmm. what comes from her. Yes. So, like, I I genuinely hope and believe, really, that you will consume that. And benefit from it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. She's just really, really lovely. So, let's get to it. Okay. Enjoy this conversation with Halai Farouk. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I have been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from Source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing.
1: Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, There was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me.
0: So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at OurManifestationJourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's OurManifestationJourney.com slash Mickey Channeling, M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We have a really, I'm actually really curious and intrigued and excited for our guest today. Um, We have, uh, oh, no, I'm going to say your name. Halai on the show today. (laughs) She just coached me on how to say your name and I just messed it up. Uh, Halai Farouk on the show today. Hi, Halai. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I have so many questions. So I'm like, I'm really, really looking forward to this episode. Um, And truth be told, we didn't know of Halai's existence until your podcast manager reached out to us and said, I think Halai would be a really good fit for your show. And then of course I was like, super interested and started researching you and like your Instagram and your website. And I'm just, I'm super intrigued with you and what you're doing and your story. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, I don't think you've seen it, but Halai's logo is amazing. Really? <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's like a woman's body. Oh, cool. Like with her
1: name. Can I look on it right now?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sam's <laughs> going to look that up while we chat. I
1: am a um, a true listener. Like I feel like, cause yeah. you, you know, so I'm literally along for the ride on yeah, this one. Sam's
0: like, usually, I usually play the part of the conversation, but I do all the research. Yeah. So like, Sam's got really good <laughs> I pushes. get the ones
1: that I'm like the surprise factor. Right.
0: You're like, Ooh. <laughs> um, so Halei, let's give you the, Halei, I just called you Halei. Halei. Let's give you the floor. Um, and I, I read a little bit about your story um, and how you got to this place of feminine embodiment and empowerment for other women, um, like in coaching and all of those things. But your story is quite interesting. And that's usually the first question on the show that we ask is, tell us about your manifestation journey. Tell us how you found... This woo-woo stuff, this like life of energetics and embodiment and divine feminine and all that fun stuff. So let's hear from you and your story. How did you become Kalai Farouk, the woman you are today?
2: Um Let's see. Where, where do I even begin? <laughs> um, so I, I always say this uh, that you teach and you lead um, in the very things that you struggled with the most. So you come from the opposite end of the spectrum. So I wouldn't say that I was like in the master of the feminine my whole life. I actually had mastered masculinity so well. Um, I was so focused on succeeding, getting to where I needed to be, um, rushing through my career to get to that pinnacle position. Mm. I mean, that's what I did. I, I graduated college early. I got a job right away. I got promoted first in my cohort. And then once I was promoted, I had this major now what moment, like okay, well, this is all that I had ever planned for. I don't really, it was actually unknown beyond that point. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's when the awakening began was that I had no longer set up a plan from that moment of promotion onwards. And I, I didn't even like the path that was in front of me. So little things started to happen where I felt like I shouldn't be here. This isn't right. But I kept shoving those emotions down, like quieting that voice. Like, nope, like this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to succeed and, and you know continue climbing the corporate ladder. So because there was that major dissonance inside of me where, where part of me was like itching to get the fuck out. And then the other part of me was like, no, you need to sit down, be quiet and, and keep going. Um, I just numbed everything. So I got to this place of deep anxiety and just like not feeling anything at all, mm-hmm. um, which was a big catalyst to, to a spiritual awakening, you start in like this black hole. And then I finally got the courage to quit my job, traveled. And it was when I was traveling and suddenly I felt this like aliveness, like, whoa, like, this is what it feels like to be living life. That I looked back and saw what a deep hole I had been living in for years. Um, and I just didn't know who I was. So since then, it's just been a continuous unfolding, so many little awakenings, I don't want to bore you with all the details, but I feel like it keeps happening. And even right now, I actually feel like in this exact moment, as we're recording, I'm going through my, a new level of awakening and a new way of approaching coaching and and a new way of just um, working with energetics. So it, it's truly never ending.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. So
2: true. It's <laughs> our just podcast called the, you know,
0: our, yeah. Right <laughs> when we think we've got it. Oh, I got no, this now. Like I got this. The never ending journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I maybe missed this part. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it said that in your profile that you went traveling, like, mm-hmm. so you went around the world. Is that right?
2: Not around the world. Oh, okay. but <laughs> I went to quite a few places. So when, when I first, um, I intended on quitting, I bought a flight to Bali and I was like, all right, let's see if this actually happens like i bought it 6 months in advance never told my boss or anybody wow it was like me kind of setting the stone like all right i'm going to take some kind of initiative i don't have to get i could really back out and continue living this life um but i ended up quitting i went and i traveled um i went to bali thailand did the backpacking thing around there um and then i What thought I was gonna be done after that, I wasn't. Went to Mexico and I I worked in a hostel for a couple of months. I was like, all right, now I'm going back to work. Still did it. I went (laughs) to Rica for about six months and I I worked at a restaurant and a bar there, just lived amongst the locals, which was such a beautiful experience into presence and just essential living. Um and then from there, I I, I went back to Denver, live, lived the corporate life again. I tried it out for the second time. Like, okay, wow. now if I love my company, maybe now I'll like it. Maybe this will be a slight improvement. But all I had done was like literally take one notch up from the shitty situation I was in before. I wow. didn't actually come to this higher level of purpose and service. Right. Um, so yeah, that led me to even more travel. After that, I went back to Bali for about nine months. I went to India, Egypt, wow. and all of it. There are like different aspects of spiritual energy that I I didn't, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have gotten if I stayed in one place.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So what was that experience like for you then? Like moving around like that? And those are quite spiritual centers Mm
2: -hmm. that
0: you went to, like Bali, India, Egypt, like Mm -hmm. whoa. (laughs) That's like were you you were actively seeking out spiritual centers? Is that what you were doing?
2: I think it actually was just coming to me. So I remember when I went to Bali, I'd always felt drawn to going back there. Um, And it wasn't even for the spiritual experience. When I got there, I realized what a spiritual hub it was. I just found myself just drawn to the energy of Bali itself. And then while in Bali, I had a friend who was going to India and then Egypt. I'm like, well, I don't feel totally safe going by myself. And it would be nice to have a buddy. And so it worked out. I was like, all right, I'm coming in. I'm going to join in that trip. So I think that's a lot of my, my journeys have been uh, an invitation that the country has called me and I've been a yes to it at the right time. Yeah. Wow. And so, okay. So you're traveling
0: in all these places, you're like feeling the good vibes and then it doesn't look like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're in Miami. Am I right?
2: Yeah. Right yeah. Now okay.
0: Miami. So then how did you get to Miami and doing what you're doing? Like mm-hmm. what led you from Egypt to Miami? <laughs>
2: I mean, the whole time I've been doing coaching. So I've been able to carry that with me everywhere. Um, but how did I get here? So after Bali, I was pandemic. Um, so that was like a mm, okay. massive shock to go from traveling the world to moving back into my parents' house. Oh my gosh, what a yeah. that was to feel so free and then all of a sudden to be forced to be reface our old triggers, to be around mm, the yeah. old environment. Parents want to act like parents sometimes when you're in their household. Uh, so that was a, an interesting experience. Um, and then from there, I think I actually I went to North Carolina for like three months. I lived in North Carolina, just part of COVID and then found myself in Costa Rica again. Um, and from there, truly, it was random. I was like, OK, where can I go next? That's going to be warm. Mm. And it was Miami. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I like it here though. I wanna I am yeah. hopefully you'll stay. Um I'm going on my second year, which is so rare for me, but yeah. I, I'm liking just the lifestyle and the yeah. community. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, and what you do is very, I mean, I guess I'm projecting here, but quite fulfilling, I would imagine. Um, and so you started coaching, you started coaching when you were traveling?
2: I started coaching um before. Uh, I've traveled since I was like, 23. Yeah. So somewhere in the middle of that, when I was in, living in Denver, I had gotten another corporate job. And at that same time, I was doing network marketing. And okay. that was a great gateway into the online marketing world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found that I was really enjoying the coaching aspect, not necessarily the selling or the product itself. Right. And so that's why I might not just doing more coaching. This is a part of the business I like. Okay. So around 2018 is when I began um, my like specifically around coaching journey. And I started traveling again in 2019.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Cause yeah, coaching, I find, I mean, if you're in our,
0: I don't know, Instagram circles, coaching can appear quite popular, but I find that it's it's quite a unique calling to have that mm-hmm. um, that intonation or that, that drive to want to coach others. Like, I think, I just think that that's interesting when people sign up to do that. It's pretty brave work. Um, but it also says, I was looking on your website. This is me being nerdy now. Uh, where are we? Okay. You're trained in, so I know you're trained in NLP, which I want to get to in a second, Mm -hmm. but you're trained in feminine embodiment. (laughs) What does that mean? How does one get trained in feminine embodiment?
2: That's more just like a collection of like breathing practices, somatic healing, like little mini practices that I've done. Okay. That is a compilation of feminine embodiments. It's all kind of under a similar umbrella. Okay, um, but it essentially is connecting to the body itself um, okay. and learning how to identify pleasure in your own body. Okay. Um, so that's with clients, is is getting them to that place where intuition is felt inside of your body how can you get a feel for what your yes is and what your no is and feeling your own personal edge and that's just so unique uh, person to person Um, so it's more about like what we do in a one-on-one space rather than here's a a course on how you can understand yourself it's about going into the depth and being able to navigate some of the, the murky waters in that space
0: Okay. Sorry for us for a second.
2: Um, so what do you find are the most
0: like the, the triggers or the, the blockages that you come across a lot with your, with your uh, clients when it comes to that?
2: Um, I think what I find the most is that people assume that there's this special gift or this um, innate femininity, this something that they're born with right. um, that, would make them more successful in this embodiment. Um, And I have so many clients that come to me like, oh, I just feel like I'm too masculine or I attract very feminine guys, or I just don't have it in me as much. And that's just not true. Um, The reality is how can you find the thread within yourself Mm -hmm. that is this innate beingness and then learn how to replicate that. So not the way that you exude your feminine energy is totally different than me and, and the next person. Um, But the point is, how can you find your own area of expertise? Because that actually does exist. And then from there, can you make that worthy? Can you make that the way that you lead your life Um, and then lean on it? So it's a continuous muscle, but identifying your own like pressure point, essentially.
0: Okay. That's fascinating to Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) me. Okay. So it sounds like you're really
1: discovering the gifts that are within yourself. And lean in, like, as you said, leaning into them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So now I have all kinds of questions. Like what kind of gifts have you discovered in people? Like, what do people not know that they're good at? I guess is my question.
2: So I've had sessions or... or Chapters with clients where they walk out and they decide that, oh, I I want to be a designer or I do want to do energy body healing, uh, like body work. Um, Or I have clients who actually move into coaching or find a specific realm of of types of coaching that they want to do. Um, But it it comes from nothing. You come from a place of like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't even know what my direction is. I don't even know if I'm happy or unhappy. It is like this mush that we start with, (laughs) and then we get to a place where it's this obvious gift and, and being able to trust the ease. Like what if it can be super easy? What if you can continuously attract things that you want and the flow of business just shows up for you because you're so in sync with what your highest calling is. Right. Um, And so getting to that place and then letting it come from a place of almost personal service. So you're not there because like, Oh, I need to help other people. Like, can I show up with this selfish, personal dedication mm-hmm. to my own expansion if, if, I, if the work that I'm doing like the 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 gift that I'm delivering out into the world it actually enriches my existence then naturally you're bringing light to everybody else naturally you're attracting abundance but if there's this underlying like oh I need to fix other people or I need to make my life mean something um or I need to feel worthy like if you have this underlying, uh friction, it's going to be really hard to get into this natural flow. So learning how to to play with your gift as well is also the little bit of the secret sauce.
0: Wow.
1: I'm really loving this because we recently did um an episode where we dove we into recorded one. Yeah. Yeah. Um we were talking about gene keys and the language that the gene, I don't know if you know anything about human design and gene keys, but mm-hmm. language is the language that's used is gift and your shadow Mm. and it's like a way to discover your gift. And then what I've been playing with recently is like, what is leaning into my gift look like? And like really playing with that and seeing what like authentically. Yeah. And how, and I really, really, really loved how you said um, you're doing it in like a personal service, like a selfish way because I think that's so important. I think that's yeah. so key to finding something obviously that you love and that you can get paid to do. But like when you're in that space, it's like so almost self-generating, like you're getting energy from the thing that you're doing. And it's like a really beautiful cycle. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, we're told we should kind of be martyrs yeah. right? and just give, 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 you know, without... Because if you feel good, too, then like it's selfish or it's not not right or not proper or something. But like no, like it's supposed to be a mutual exchange of energy, and you're not supposed to feel guilty about feeling good about what you do and not supposed to feel guilty about it serving you as well. yeah, right? Like yeah. that's a good thing. And this kind of goes into a segue. When I was scrolling through your um your Instagram, I came across this one reel that actually like highlighted something for me. um and it was, hang on. I got to find it again. Um, Master attraction with what you're already doing. Because, and I love this idea and I, I would love for you to elaborate on it, but I think it's so perfect and beautiful because we're all so busy all the time and we are, there's so much guilt I find potentially in the spiritual community. Like when you find this stuff that it's like, meditate, work out, journal, like take care of your kids, do your job, be a wife, like all these other things that we have on our plate, and then it's, you're supposed to do all of this like spiritual development on top of it. Um, but you had a really great reel that talked about leaning into um, what you're already doing. So can you elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, what this is huge. Um, a huge part of, of how I, I like want all my clients and anybody that I work with to get into this way of thinking because this is when spirituality just becomes your existence. It's not this extra project or this right do it. Um, it's just your this, And that's ultimately the goal for it not to be a small pocket of your day, but how can you be connected at every moment with every breath, with every interaction, every experience, like you feel this fullness and this connected. We're frozen. Oh, we're back. We, we we're
0: heard, back. <laughs> we heard, we heard, um, you feel this fullness and I think you're about to say, and this connectedness maybe. Yeah.
2: So yeah, just just finding and identifying the points in your just day to day existence that make you feel alive. Is it just like a moment when, like you know, your your child puts their head on your lap? Like, can you sit with that for just a moment and let that be a spiritual? Enlightened experience. Um, you know, you're having a coffee, and there's like literally nobody wake first thing in the morning, and it's the silence, like hearing the ringing of, of just the space. Letting that be a spiritual experience. So, finding pleasure and connectedness in all those little moments, and allow every bit of your day to be a practice. Not okay. Now I'm on, and now I'm off. And that right. is the essence of feminine spirituality. Is that your beingness is spiritual.
0: Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's it kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. <laughs> you know, like totally
2: you- it should be easy. It should be like natural. It right. shouldn't be this thing that we have to figure out um, or practice at every single day. It yeah.
0: Be- yeah. Yeah. Finding the the pleasure and the joy in the I know that sounds so bumper sticker, but like the simple thing, <laughs> right? The little things. Um and placing like value and importance on those moments. Like that doesn't mean you're not being productive, right? That doesn't mean that you're not like, because you're not journaling in that moment, it's not working, right? Mm -hmm. Like just trusting and knowing that your peace and joy and happiness is what will bring you. And
1: also recognizing the value of every moment. Yeah. Regardless of what the moment is, right? It's like- Now. We place stronger value- on what it is we're doing at a specific time versus just being like wow I'm a human right now experiencing this
2: Mm -hmm. right like
1: that is valuable now like it's doesn't matter what it is that you are doing right even if you're feeling I said this to you know whatever like a a friend of mine who's having a hard time I was like (laughs) she's having a really hard time I'm like try and see if you can enjoy the feeling of feeling sad. <laughs> and she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Okay, because you're a human, and you're experiencing emotion. So, is there anything that you can take pleasure in <laughs> feeling sad?" Um, and and she was like, "I like this." <laughs> It's like I'm gonna okay. It's like so it's not like wishing the sadness away. It's just like, oh, I'm a human. I'm crying on the couch right now. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. It's
0: just awareness. Isn't
1: it a pleasure to be <laughs> to be miserable? You know, I don't know. <laughs>
2: I'm sitting in so the contrast right. ready for the clarity. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. and That's how it goes away. The more that you like hate on it and say it shouldn't be here. Um, you're practice building up more tension for it to yeah. exist. So is this? Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a client, this is something I, I feel like I struggle with a lot of the time, where they're too feminine. They're too in the flow. They're
2: not Ooh, taking I any like this action. Question.
0: I like
1: this question.
2: Yeah. So I did that myself. Like I, I feel like I've part of my journey and, and coaching is that I've done extremes, not even totally intentionally, but I went through a phase where I was just like, so in my like, flow where I I lost structure I lost like any like just concrete groundedness I wasn't grounded anymore I was like essentially just in this space of (laughs) of nothing actually coming to fruition nothing was like being produced yes Uh, It's interesting because that is like a part of our wounded feminine that we're so afraid of. But for me to have gone all the way over there and experienced what that was like and then feeling the urge for the masculine. So that was actually a really powerful experience for me because swinging the pendulum way over the other end, all of a sudden I felt so lost and messy and directionless and craving my own inner masculine to come out of me, um, which brings an opportunity for conscious masculine to come out of you. So what was really cool about that was that by going to the extreme feminine, I actually was able to um, quiet this like toxic masculinity inside of me, go so far away from that. And then naturally this like conscious masculine was able to be like reformed. Um, So that was a really beautiful experience. And I don't, um, I'm not saying that you have to like go all the way into that for like extended periods of time, but if you did it for a day, you would find that the, this natural urge to, to have a container from from inside of you. And um, so I, I always suggest clients to do like um, one day where you just straight up play hooky on everything. Like you, you cut out and say no to all your responsibilities. Then have- you are both in flow, like whatever your heart feels like, you just fumble around and you follow that and, and be in that experience because you'll find that either you'll be so confused and have no idea how to proceed with your day if you're pretty disconnected from your own feminine desire, um, or maybe some guilt will show up, some shame is going to show up, um, some inner voice that's saying, this isn't right, you're, you're supposed to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. Um, so so giving space for those those uh, inner voices to come through in that extremity is really powerful so how would you describe for someone I mean we talked about this
0: on the show but I feel like it was kind of a while ago like the difference between quote toxic masculinity and conscious masculinity because those are the two terms that you've used like how do you define the two of them
2: The way that I would see it, and obviously there's a million definitions that you can probably find, but what comes up for me right now is that toxic masculinity comes from a place of fear. Um, It comes from this like smaller self, this egoic self that um, either needs to be in the vibration of doing. It's like kind of distracting whatever you're feeling by by staying in the doing, um, or it's like rushing to to run away from something. It's your avoidance of something that you don't want to manifest. Um, Whereas the conscious masculine, it's like you are producing from a higher place. Like you're producing for expansion, for service, because, and, and the word that always comes to me, it's like this compulsion. Like it doesn't even feel like work. It's like, I have mm. to do this. Mm. I have to let this out. Right. Um, this is where I, I did like an interview where so someone's a manifestation person expert coach and all and that there's all talk about how you know you can't just sit here and wish and, and manifest your way into what you want like you need to take the action but something about that phrase for me and I think just the way that the mainstream spirituality talks about it feels like you know there is a downside There, there is hard mm-hmm. work right and yes it's right like yes roots and like, but is it But is it supposed to be hard? Like, what if it really isn't? What if it is this like compulsion, like I have to do this and I'm Mm -hmm. in flow even when I'm working. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the direction that we're moving into. Like first it was a secret, like just keep wishing and imagining. And then it was like, okay, make your vision board, but like you still got to do your shit. And now it's like, well, what if even the doing is Mm -hmm. magnetic and euphoric? Mm -hmm. I think that's the direction. That we're moving into. Yeah.
1: That's juicy. (laughs) I totally agree. We've talked about this too, because I'm like, all those people who said it was hard work, they're lying because they were called. They felt this pull, like this pull to create this thing. Right. And whoever it is that you see as a master, it's like, I worked really hard to get here. It's like, yeah, okay. If we were watching you, it looks like you worked really hard, right? You're always on your laptop. You're always doing. The, you're always. Blah, 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 blah. You're always. You're busy because. But it's not hard work because it's something that you just like have to do. You, you're so passionate about, and you have mm-hmm. to do. So I love that you mentioned that you're so yes, spot on. <laughs> spot on.
2: It can feel <laughs> right. easier. It's, sorry, you go ahead. It- Yeah, no, just what you shared about that is that even the masters that share, it was such hard work. There is a little bit of the the world that we live in, like you have to have worked hard. It can't, it couldn't have been easy. Like, how could your experience be valid if you did no hard work? But I do think (laughs) we're still not there. There's still even pride in like the master coaches, like why we're really hard to get here. It's like, maybe we don't, maybe that isn't real. We don't know. Yeah, (laughs) we're not I love it. Mm-hmm. I
0: love it so much. Cause honestly, I'm even catching myself right now in a in a state of um what do you call it? Like I'm calling myself out a little bit because it's our manifestation journey, right? We've nice. done three years of like, holy shit, roller coaster, what's happening? Um, and then knowing like where it's headed in the trajectory of it. And it's like, oh and it's, also it's, where it's, we are. And where we are, yeah, of course. That. But I'm like, Sorry. you know, it's what was I saying? the trajectory yeah, uh yeah like it's like um oh god i'm blanking right now this is baby brain i am 17 weeks pregnant and it's showing right now um you're calling yourself out yes i'm calling myself out thank you because there's this honor in honor I'm using that with air quotes, um, in the work or in the journey or like, you know, once we do finally achieve our big goals and dreams, it's like, Oh, like the journey was crazy to get there. Right. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, it has this, this like badge of honor or something associated with it, but that doesn't necessarily, maybe the actual truth of it is it doesn't have to be that challenging. It doesn't have to be that treacherous of a journey. Mm. It can just be flow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play with this idea a little bit more. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to change the subject a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Um, and I want to, so you've been certified in NLP.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, do you want to explain what that is for for a listener? Maybe that's, that's tuning in that doesn't know what it is. Cause we kind of know we've played with it a little bit. We're not certified in it, but we've had coaches um, practice with us, but I want to hear how, how you describe it.
2: So I, I wouldn't say that NLP is like the core foundation of my coaching anymore, but essentially just like rewiring brain patterns, like habits and just this loops that we're stuck in figuring out what that is and, and making a pivot, um, I think there, it was such a powerful tool for me to get confident in coaching and to like understand the mind and the client. But now when I coach, I don't want to just like make an adjustment to what's wrong. It's like, what is the core root of why this is even here? And how can we rip that out from inside of you? Um, so Yes, it's involved in like some of the meditations that I do. There's like an NLP undertone. Um, but I think I will never finish a session with like, okay, here's this NLP hack that you're going to do. And now we're done.
0: <laughs> right. Like, I just right. don't
2: think that's enough. Um, but I think it's, it's such a great like gateway into this world. Right. And w- what is it for people who don't know what it is? Um, it's essentially just rewiring these like brain patterns that you have. So finding some of these automatic habits or, or toxic behaviors, addictions that we're stuck in, these loops, um, and then learning how to rewire by creating new associations right. in the brain, creating new verbiage, things like that. And it's called l-
0: neuro-linguistic. Programming. Programming? hmm right? okay. Just want to make sure I have that right. Um, because I'm I'm really curious right now about the subconscious. I saw something again. I'm like looking at your website. Something that said why it's important to decode your subconscious. Um, and I want to know a little bit about this. I was talking to Sam about it before we started recording because I'm like, okay, our subconscious right this part of us that there's parts of our subconscious that we go about our day-to-day lives and we're like not even aware of how they're operating right in these patterns and like ways of conditioning that we've picked up so i was saying to sam i'm like okay if this is the case right we have these patterns that we're not even aware of can we identify and heal those patterns on our own using our conscious mind or is it more effective to have someone witness you identify and then support you in that healing I'm just wondering what your perspective is on this
2: um I think both is possible um for me what what I think is there is kind of a cap to where you're able to go into on your own that there's always going to be like these darker areas that your conscious mind is like built the barriers and like, mm, we're not going down there for sure. Right. Like right. you know how to detour from that zone. And so by being in a container where you're working one-on-one with somebody um, the way that I even lead it is that I'm holding the masculine pole and I'm letting my clients get into their feminine. So I'm leading and, obviously through your direction and your inner voice, but I'm holding the space so that you can drop in and almost like fall in to certain mm-hmm. places. Like, Oh, we've just landed here and you, your mind didn't know that you were going to end up in that space. So by having that dynamic, I do find that things will naturally show up and people will be like, I didn't even know. I still cared about this. Like, I don't know why this memory is coming up and they want wow. to skirt. run away from it.
0: Sorry, we just got, we heard you want to, they want to skirt
1: <laughs> and run away from yeah. it. So maybe, I
2: don't know. Yeah. So we'll like land in a specific like uh, chapter of their life. Let's say it's their high school boyfriend and something happens at prom and they're like, I don't even care about this. Like 10 years ago, right. I moved on. But your brain is so used to running away from that problem and saying, this doesn't matter. We're past it. Time has right. gone. We don't care. But if you're in a container where I'm sitting like, no, we're going to be here. Like there's something here. You will find that there's like a deeper, like core wound that maybe happened in childhood that manifested at this age and is like still lodged into your body. And so that's what we'll we'll uncover together. And so that's why I think it's really important to, to be led. Um, yeah. But you can do some of this work on your own. You can start on your own. How would someone do that? <laughs> where do they start? Um, so what I always recommend is a video journal. Um, so what I would say is like, pick a container to say, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to lock the door, close my room, be in private and just speak into my video camera, whatever it might be. Um, and I, I always say, just start with like, just releasing a train of thought. Like if whatever the voice in your head is, just say it out loud. Even if it's like, I feel really awkward. This is weird. I don't know why I'm doing this. Naming everything. Um, if you need to sit in silence and stare at yourself, that might be might be helpful. Stay there. Uh, but you'll find the longer that you stay in this place, emotions will surprisingly come out. Stories will come. Mm. This like annoyance. If you're frustrated, you need to vent. You need to like curse, swear, grunt. <laughs> let all that stuff out in this space. Um, and just let it be like this dump. Like, okay, I have only 15 minutes. Like, can I dump everything here? And Um, A lot will come out the more you get used to just being in the presence of yourself, which is crazy how many people are uncomfortable Mm
0: -hmm. knowing that no one's
2: going to hear this. It's just me. So why are we afraid of listening back to ourselves? But what I suggest is maybe wait about a week, come back to it maybe longer if you'd like, and watch yourself, witness yourself, go through this train of emotions, look learn to observe where you're contracting you're like oh I don't want to share this or where your body's opening up or maybe where you're cutting off of a story because you don't want to go any deeper there so just watch how you move watch your body Um, and it's like a really cool like self therapy that you can do to witness yourself that is so cool yeah yeah I love it do you do it yeah, I still do it to this day. Um, and I have all of these videos from like four or five years ago of me just like, how am I going to make it? This is like horrible. I have no plans. <laughs> and I'm just like roughing it. But it's so cool to watch back. So I highly recommend everybody. Wow. just You're going to wish you had these moments because you'll forget that, that where you are right now will suddenly become normal. It, this wasn't normal at one point. Right. And it's so cool to witness. Mm-hmm. I love this idea.
1: Yeah. It's a lot like journaling, but oh my gosh, so much more visceral yeah. and real and like hanging out with yourself.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, oh. I said you were talking about it and I was like, oh my God, it's something that I would never have considered, mm-hmm. but like, I know I would be triggered in all kinds of ways. <laughs> quiet like and I never considered myself someone that's uncomfortable with themselves.
1: Yeah. I I had a like a a ping in my heart yeah. <laughs> thinking about it. Oh my god. Like, oh my god. We have to try this. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: we're gonna try this and we're gonna report back because yeah,
2: I know I'm so curious. Fascinated
0: with this. Okay, so with NLP, you know, when you're talking about coaching people and like pulling them into a place and kind of letting them sit in the potential uncomfortableness or darkness or whatever. Did this happen to you? like, you know, in the training, like, did you experience this yourself?
2: I, I was never like, I never received direct NLP coaching. I was so fascinated by it, but my, my own coach, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was a NLP coach. Um, but he w- would put me into these like meditative states where memories would come up. And I remember having these massive revelations about my childhood and my parents and, you know, who I thought I was that, I just didn't know at a conscious level. I didn't know that they even were relevant at a conscious level. And so that's why now that I've experienced this like cathartic um, release, I am so passionate about circling back and, and giving the same for my clients because crazy things come up. Like I have had clients who like have had conversations with their mother who's not in their life anymore or wow. a family member who is past like being able to have dialogue and and go into really really deep part within themselves so it's so it's so fascinating when I'm in that session and those kinds of sessions that are uh, out of this world kind of depth Mm. um it's not even me it's like I can feel like I'm almost just watching the session happen Mm. and then it's something else something bigger than me that is present and leading it and it's so cool to
0: be part of it that's really, cool. that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Holy. I mean, yeah, sorry. I feel
1: like I, I still, have, uh, I want to know more about what are, you have a list of questions. No, I'm, you I've only got, I think I've got
0: one or two more. So you go.
1: Okay. I really, I want to know more about how you got into this space. Cause we talked about earlier, you're traveling, but it's like, what was the tipping point for you to be like, you know, NLP femininity, just like, I'm going to be a coach. Like there was What was the catalyst for that?
2: Um, That's an interesting question because I'm curious why it seems like there would be a catalyst. All of it was like a compound effect. It wasn't like a one day. I'm like, this is the kind of person that I'm, I'm, I am. And this is the kind of coach that I'm going to be. It, It was started NLP. And then I Travel and I did all this like embodiment work, and I moved into that type of um, coaching. And then I received support within like this like deep subconscious meditative coaching. So I started adding that into my practice, um, and then I got deeper into the feminine in in more of like the spiritual dialect, um, and that became just like the way that I I believed that my clients um, w- would grow. Like that's just mm-hmm. how I started speak mm-hmm. so i think it's continuously changing now i have like a collection of that but even some of the things have fallen mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like i I'm actually i would say probably six months ago i thought like this is it like I, i'm just gonna keep mastering this but i'm at a point right now where i'm like well what if there's something even beyond masculine and feminine what if there's something even bigger outside Ooh. of all of that yeah um and i and just exploring that now i'm just like you know, uncovering what that could mean. Um, so I'm not there at, at the point where I can say that I'm, this is the new realm of my coaching, but it, it's unfolding. still. Ooh, cool. That That's is very cool.
0: Mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Um, I also saw something, I can't remember, like if you're, um, the podcast manager sent me this list of questions or if it was on your website, um, but rewiring fear and self-sabotage through your body's natural cycle what's that all about? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is basically learning how to work with your cycle. Um, so learning that there's different, um, like signs of communication, obviously you're pregnant. So maybe you're starting to learn. I'm, I'm not, I have never been pregnant. So as far as I know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually would be so curious what you notice, if there's any shifts that you can feel in having stopped your cycle and not having a continuous um, just like predictability within your month.
0: Yeah. It's a gong show because <laughs> you're dealing with hormones that spike and then drop. And so with a cycle, it is predictable. But with pregnancy, it's not. So, mm. like, you suddenly feel emotional and you're like, why am I emotional? And Sam's like, because you're pregnant. And I'm like, right. <laughs> like, you know, I don't need a reason, right? Like, I don't need, you know, I normally I would have my app to show me my cycle. And it's like, you know, a notification, you're probably emotional today. And I'm already crying. And I'm like, yep, that adds up. But, like, this is, like, like you that you just don't know. Like, it's just all mm. over the map. So... I'm uh yeah, that's my experience with pregnancy. It's like, it's all over. It's just, there's no calculating it.
2: Oh, I would, I just, even hearing you speak about that, like I've never worked with somebody who's been pregnant um, or during their pregnancy before, but uh, I just would be so curious to understand like maybe all the purging that is happening, maybe there is not total randomness to it. Um, There's some kind of, sync with what needs to be released and what's starting to come up that is related to your child or your child's karma um, and just the yeah. experience that you guys are having together as one. I feel like there's so much there. Uh, but yeah, w- with just like the general cycles, it, it's about learning. When is like my peak to, to come to a place of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I want to decide. This is the action that I want to take. Um, versus, being in that state of like purging. So when we are in our bleed, like there's a natural desire to let shit go. Yeah. PMS um, PMSing, like there's a natural um, uprising of the things that are not in alignment and being able to identify what that is, being okay with them no longer serving you anymore. And then learning how to actually let it go. Like, how can I create some kind of ritual and have resonance, with the things that want to be released? How can I allow them to actually, not necessarily stuff them out or be like, all right, I want none of you, but allow them to rise so that they dissolve. Right. Um, So getting to that place where you're learning how to work with your body cycle um, and just like the natural emotional chaos that shows up along with it. Right. So do you find that there are certain parts in your cycle that fear and
0: self-sabotage are more present? Like it's like this usually pops up at this time? Is that what you've encountered?
2: Um, I would say fear and self-sabotage are a little bit linked. Um, So either we're we're acting from a place of fear, um, which can lead to self-sabotage, or we're sabotaging because at a core level, we don't even want the thing that we think we want. And so when you're more connected to your body, you have this like deeper awareness of like what your yes is, what that ick and the no feels like, what you're repulsed by and just like, ugh, disgust I want none of that. Right. Um, so you're learning to feel this visceral reaction to experiences. And then from there... Um, what's happening makes more sense. So if things are continuously not working out, okay, great. What part of me is actually purposely sabotaging this? What Mm -hmm. part of me is operating from a place of fear? And I will say that, um, you know, usually it's like the, during the, Uh, premenstrual and menstrual phase is is when we we get the realization of what is off. And then it's like the pre-ovulation where you're starting to kind of feel like play around. It's like sampling out little things that might work. You're kind of flirtatious. You're in this maidenhood. Um, And then when you're in the ovulation, you actually get to choose and feel this sense of commitment and and move forward with something. Um, But even then, you know, when you move back into your premenstrual phase, within that commitment, what can fall off? And so that's a continuous cyclical pattern is that you find your yes. And then within the yes, there are things, there are threads within that yes that are no's, letting those fall off and continuously allowing things to snowball month after month. Big and sweet. <laughs> For someone who's
0: menstruating, this is great.
1: No, like, cause <laughs> I'm thinking about right now, i'm thinking about where i am in my cycle and what i have done and i'm like this is all making sense, making sense. <laughs> like this week i'm ovulating and what did i do this week you like went i went for it yeah you did like you
0: posted things so like
1: pre-ovulation i was creating i was like i think i'm gonna do this and i was building and creating and then in my ovulation i'm like i really like it, sent. sent into the world. <laughs> You know? And but before that there was a lot of um especially during my my bleed, there was a lot of like I have to let this go. I have to like this isn't serving. I have to like burn things. And mm. and so yeah, I'm just like really like what you're speaking to, I'm actually like in the middle of right now. <laughs>
0: So my next question then is going to be for the women that are done cycling. Oh, like, do you, is there a different approach for women that are premenopausal or menopausal?
2: Um, that stage you are still experiencing like cycles. The body still moves in that phase, even though you're not actually reproducing. Um, but there's a different level of, of service that comes through. So at that stage, it's less of like creation for, like a purpose, you're not creating to, to generate this result. Um, it's like this, like deeper wisdom that comes through, and it's like, how can I spread this wisdom? How can I almost like create a ripple effect into generations rather than having this objectified production, um, which is a little bit more common in the earlier stages of womanhood, is that we, we want to like see what we're creating actually, like see the impact, see the right, the, right. Yeah, come to life so right. the, the difference and not needing to have this like tangible like what, what has I done is what I've done worth it uh, we don't need that the same way when we reach into like this like crone stage that we get it to
0: mm-hmm. that's beautiful yeah that sounds like I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a ways to go but I'm looking yeah. forward to that space for sure Um, okay. I've got one more major question and then we'll kind of start to slowly wrap up here. Um, I saw this other thing that you posted called unconscious loving
2: Mm -hmm. that are you
0: unconsciously loving? And there was like a a live, I think that you did about it. And I want to know more about this because I feel like this could be something that could definitely help somebody today. So what do you mean by unconscious loving?
2: So you cut out just a little bit, Um, but I don't know if, I I don't remember exactly what that one was about. I don't know if you saw it or had a specific question within that, because I don't know what I talked about.
0: You talked about like the fact that people can like sometimes be drawn to somebody, attracted to somebody and like not even sort of necessarily know why and there's something else that's like maybe Mm. living within them. That's like drawing them to that person. I, uh, to be honest, I skimmed through it, but I was like, I feel like this is something that people still need to be aware of.
2: Yes. So this is, um, something I, I get a lot of questions actually on this. Like, why are we drawn to people that are toxic or, you know, we have this chemistry or or mirror insecure. Yeah. Yeah. A big thing that, that I have wanted to just like talk about relationships specifically is that it's not meant to be like we get married and it's happily ever after. That relationships, the intention for the relationship is to heal together, to grow together. So we purposely attract people who are mirroring our insecurities. They will possess the exact opposite of what we felt like we were lacking um, or what we've been received, you know, experienced some kind of trauma, um, in our childhood so that we can heal through them. And so if we go into it with that intention that this is supposed to be a joint healing process. Then you can learn how to work with each other's patterns. But if you're just in a relationship because there's chemistry and you're just really drawn to each other sexually, there's probably a trauma bond there that you're totally blind to. Um, and you're having this or maybe you have really passionate sex and then all of a sudden, you know, really angry fights and you're, you're just not butting heads consistently. So being in that type of toxic dynamic is unconscious loving because there is potential. Like if you both recognize that we are sitting here re-triggering each other, but we can work through that. We can learn how to heal our own inner childs together. Um, you can actually have a really beautiful relationship where there is chemistry, but there's also communication and healthy growth. Wow. I love that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been like I've been really testing
0: you today. <laughs> I'm like really like I've changed the topic so many times, but I was just so intrigued because I find that your approach is different. I find that like the way you're framing things is unique and it's not in a way that I've heard before. And so I don't know if I've ever thought about relationships exactly as you describe them in that way, like reflecting your own insecurities. I think that that can be really helpful for people listening. Whether you're in a new relationship, you're married, you've been married for 20 years, whatever it is, like the things that trigger you are mirrors of your own insecurities. I think that that mm. could change someone's life today. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're really listening and paying attention, mm. Yeah, sit with that one mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Um, yeah. I think that's all of my questions. I don't know if you have any cool. more. I've really drilled you. so. <laughs>
2: thank you for for your patience the the sporadic style because i feel like we've touched on different areas that i Mm -hmm. have spoken about as as a coach and that's a huge part of just why i've been like more in feminine energies because all of this falls under um and it's not like okay this is the only thing that i'm an expert at like there's a Uh, lot of right Mm -hmm. i've moved around over the years yeah that's really really good um i
0: just thought of two more sort of questions. So here we go. Uh, one being uh, what's
2: your favorite practice to get into alignment?
0: What works for you?
2: Um. So I think one of my, I'll give you two. So one of my favorites for sure is like ecstatic dance, quite literally like shaking. Um, if I I'll either dance in my room and just like Ooh. really like shake my body. <laughs> imagine like that there's all this tension that's like dripping out of my skin. Um, I even, there's like a, like a mini trampoline in my uh, buildings gym and I I use that I'll shake on there too. And I know I look stupid in that, but I love it. (laughs) Um, and you can even kind of imagine the parts of your body that are locked. Like if you feel like tension in your shoulders and you're like, okay, there's like this pressure of life or, you know, family that you need to uphold. I'm literally shaking that pressure off. It's not real. I'm not harboring that energy. Right. Um, another thing is um, that I've been doing more recently is simply just doing nothing, like being with whatever comes through in the sense that if I feel misaligned or if I feel like I'm not high vibe, what if that's perfectly okay? Yeah. Like misalignment is still alignment. Yeah. Like it's you're not wrong because you're not high vibe all the time. Like that's just not right. real. That's an illusion. I think that now that we're moving away from, you know, the hustle culture, we're getting into high vibe.
0: Toxic. Yes. Yes.
2: You just, it's okay. You, there's this stupid illusion that you need to be high vibe all the time. You need the misalignment to recognize what alignment is. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. Like if something is off, like great, I'm off. Let, let that be okay. And then the, the finding will naturally.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like toxic. Not toxic alignment, <laughs>
2: toxic positivity.
0: <laughs> yeah. Toxic, <laughs> toxic alignment. Uh, that's true, yeah. though. That's that spiritual bypassing right? Like Sam and I just released a a quick little mini episode on that where you just avoid things and you try all the the spiritual strategies and you're just like, you know, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, then I won't feel shitty. But really what it ends up doing is just making you feel shittier and, you know, prolonging the actual feeling and the healing process. Because of course we assign, well, it is assigned, right? Kind of like vibrationally where it's like, this is low vibe, right? Like these are lower vibrations than if you live in lower vibrations you're going to attract lower vibrations. And then you've got emotions on emotions. And then it's just like, you almost know too much, right? There's parts of me yeah. that I just <laughs> wish I was a little bit more ignorant to all of this because yeah. I, I wouldn't be so hard on myself when I do feel low. Um, but oh. I love what you're saying, the direction of moving into, it's all alignment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's amazing. Um, okay. So what's next for you? What are you calling in? What are you manifesting? What's What's coming up for you in your life?
2: um that's a great question I wish I had the answer so I am like such in a space like I, I just feel like I'm in space um so I'm waiting for the next thing to show up uh, but also not obsessing over the next thing right so I'm kind of being present with the now and, and whatever that has for me and Uh, where that takes me. I really, really don't know what is next, Um, but I I do know that I'm like under construction in some way. I love
0: that. I love that too. Yeah. I actually, it's funny. I drew a a card today in one of uh, Rebecca Campbell's decks and it said awakening. And it's like, you're, you're in a new way of being right now. Like it's like integration, like things are happening. Like you're, you don't, it, I feel like I'm in a very similar state of really not knowing where the next phase is, but I, it's really the first time that I've really leaned into being present. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I read um, recently happy pocket full of money. I'm almost done it. I'm not sure if you read that book. I
2: love that one. So I read good. It.
0: Yeah. Oh Serious God. codes, <laughs> downloads in that one. Yeah, like so oh. good. Like every page I'm like, mic drop, like it's crazy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was like here and now, here and now, here and now, like through the whole book. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really feeling into that. So it's the first time really that I'm really, like you said, like, okay with just being okay with being not okay or just okay with just being. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Yeah. So I feel what you're saying. Um and I feel like it's like a reflection of myself and where I am. So I, I dig it. You're making it all the more okay. So I appreciate that. Um okay. So now that everyone's heard how fabulous you are, where can everybody <laughs> find you?
2: Um my website is the same as my Instagram, which is halai.co. Um, so I don't have anything that I'm launching at the moment or I don't even know when. If I will by the time this episode comes out, but you can apply to work with me one on one through that. So that's the best way to. Uh, do that. I
0: love that. I love that too. One on one's the best.
1: So simple and perfect.
0: <laughs> <I know>. It's <laughs> not like, that's what people want. Not complicated. I know. Mm-hmm. How, do I I yeah. how do I talk to you? How do I talk? How do I see your face? <laughs> not here's my course. Read my book. No, yeah. I want to like talk <laughs> to you. Oh, I love it. So yeah. good. Well, thank you so much for your time today um we really really appreciate you just being so generous with it not really knowing who we are yeah. um <laughs> it's really really kind
1: mm-hmm. are you gonna mm-hmm.
0: like you're gonna say something that sounded like you No,
1: i'm gonna say something <laughs> it's fine later okay
0: well i'm about to <laughs> sign off i know so. that's why I'm oh you're gonna it. wait and we're yeah. gonna talk to okay we're gonna mm-hmm. talk to Hawaii later okay oh, well we, we get said. that insider scoop sorry <laughs> listeners <laughs> Um, as always, thank you very much listener for spending so much time with us. Um, I hope you gained, you know, as much insight and, uh, I don't know, I, I have a lot of inspirational thoughts from this conversation. Mm -hmm. I hope, hope you gained as much as we did. And as always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today there are literally millions of podcasts you could be listening to and you chose ours so thank you if there was something that resonated with you today this is your reminder to share it with someone you know the whole point of omj is to inspire others to design their lives exactly the way they want it to be no settling no excuses
1: Our story can spread faster and farther if you help us out. We also love hearing from you. Send us an email, send us a DM, or screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing
0: manifestations. If you want more OMJ, visit our website at ourmanifestationjourney.com, where we have free downloads, our reading list, upcoming events and courses, and even where you can book your channeled session with me it's delicious go check it out
1: if you want to take this relationship to the next level and be among other souls who are looking to connect support each other and evolve their manifestation consciousness join the omj facebook community in this group you will receive exclusive offers and have access to online live events
0: The music for this podcast is provided by the amazing and generous Bonus Points, and our sound engineering is crafted by the very talented William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance, and we will see you next time on Our Manifestation Journey.